This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi there, and welcome to the very first post-earthquake edition of the Praying Christian Women podcast. As many of you know, Alana and I live in Alaska, where we recently, on November 30th, endured a 7.0 earthquake with, at this point, a week and two days later, I'm recording this on Sunday the 9th, we have gone through almost 2,000 aftershocks, many of which have been felt and some of which have been kind of uh, rattling, to say the least. Today, actually, uh, at about 10.30 this morning, I think it was, there was a 4.8 that that rattled our church. And I'm sure Alana felt that one as well. So um, we just continue to pray for those who've been displaced from their homes long-term or those who've suffered uh, crippling financial loss of their businesses or personal property, but we could not be more thankful or humbled or blessed that there have been to this point. I haven't heard of a single serious injury or casualty as a result of this earthquake, whereas similar magnitude earthquakes in other countries have resulted in hundreds of thousands of deaths. So thank you, God, for that blessing and that that uh, just huge uh, reason to be thankful. It really puts things into perspective. So because of the earthquake, Alana and I both had some office damage. <laughs> the earthquake occurred on Friday. That day we were actually going to be doing some recording. This week we were going to do some recording and um, we're back able to do recording. Um, all of my equipment fell on the ground, including my computer and my audio equipment. Um, and everything's fine. I think Alana's in the same boat. So we will be recording, but we're going to be set back a little bit just in terms of, of hours spent attending to our families and homes as opposed to spent editing and processing videos. So you might see a little bit of a disruption of our normal schedule, but we still plan to publish episodes every Monday as, as much as we can through the end of the year. And into the new year, so just uh, we can, we have a lot to be thankful for. But just bear with us if we're not quite on our game, or if things are a little different, or less polished than usual. That's why we also have a disclaimer for today's episode. Um, we're going to be talking about depression and um, just the topic of being in a place where you are just feeling hopeless. We're going to be addressing issues of self harm. If you have children or if this issue is a trigger for you, we just would like to give you that heads up so that you can either skip this episode, listen on your headphones, or maybe save it for a time when you feel more emotionally ready to listen to something like this. But you might be in a place where you really need this episode. So we just wanted to let you know today's episode is definitely going to be emotional, but we just pray that it will be a blessing to you if you feel like you're in a place where Maybe you can't get out of bed in the morning. Maybe you can't bring yourself to pray because we're going to offer some advice and some tips on how to go about that. And just from our own experiences and perspective, hopefully giving you some support and at the very least letting you know that you are not alone in this struggle. 
So we just really hope that you'll join us today, that you will be blessed by this episode. And uh, again, we just want to give thanks to God for his many, many blessings. Thanks for being with us, and we will talk to you soon. Hi there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. We are very glad you joined us today. Jamie and I are bringing you another Coffee Break episode where we're just taking some of the questions that we receive from listeners and discussing different points of prayer that are on your mind. So if you have a question that you would like us to discuss, not because we're experts, but just because these always lead into some really good and interesting conversations, please submit your questions to us at prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions. And today's question comes from Anita, who asks, um, sometimes I have very dark days, sometimes weeks, where I cannot pray or even get out of my room. What do I pray for in this case? All right. So again, thank you, Anita, for your question. And I think that there are lots of good nuggets that we can talk through here for you and hopefully find some just encouragement and inspiration and hope you might not be able to solve everything overnight, but hopefully we will be able to give you just um, some good encouragement about this. And before we do that, let's just say a word of prayer. God, I thank you so much for Anita and that you have put your spirit in her. And I just pray that you would be watching over her. I pray for these dark days that she has where it is just hard to function to do anything, let alone pray. And I just pray that you would be the one to be lifting her out of these dark moments, God. And I pray that for everybody listening, Lord. We, we all go through seasons like this. And I pray that if any listener is in a season like that right now, that you would just provide a lot of extra grace and encouragement for them in our discussion. Amen. All right. So dark days, can't do anything, let alone pray. Where do you want to start with this, Jamie? I don't know. I feel like this question, you know, I think there are several different levels of dark days. And I know that we've all experienced dark days and dark periods of time, but I think there are some different levels of that. And, you know, so I don't know if we should kind of start with just some practical tips for when you are in a place where, you know, things you can try to help lift yourself out of that when you don't feel like you have the strength um, and kind of move on in the progression of seriousness of the dark days that you might be experiencing, depending on if yeah. the earlier things don't work for you, what you can do yeah. after that. That's a good point. I would say let's jump. Let's just give like a sneak teaser into that last part before we even dive in because you know, sometimes you can say, okay, I'm having a dark time, I need help. And someone says, oh, well, you know, why don't you pray more? Maybe you have unconfessed sins. And sometimes that's all it takes. Other times you have a dark time and you are truly depressed in the clinical and spiritual and emotional and psychological sense of the word. Sometimes just the blanket, you know, maybe try praying a little more isn't going to be helpful. So I, I think that, Jamie, that's a great place to start with just let's talk about what to do when you're feeling down, but also to remember that if you are in one of those actual, you know, clinical depression kinds of moments, that one, you're totally not alone. Two, it's not your fault. <laughs> you know, sometimes this is just a a hormone thing, Jamie and I have a joke like, well, it's either hormones or a spiritual attack. Like <laughs> sometimes you really can't tell. <laughs> yeah. And so um, definitely, if 
you need to be seeking help from a clinical standpoint, whether that's going to see a counselor, considering some kind of antidepressants, things like that. Those are all on the table in addition to some of the things that we're going to be talking about, which are more related. Yeah, that's very, very well said and succinct. I was kind of, yeah, walking around that one, but but absolutely. And Anita, we just, just know that we are praying for you and, and that we do just hope that this will be an encouraging episode to you and that you'll just, if nothing else, that you know that we're with you, we're standing with you and that you're not alone, that other people have this exact same struggle. Um, um, so, you know, just some practical tips for things that you can do regarding prayer in in these dark times in difficult days um, when you can't generate like I've been in times where I just can't generate a prayer myself I just don't even feel like the words are there and I don't know that I even want to but I think one thing like using a ready-made prayer resource to either listen to or read through can do that for you if you have the will to take the first step and, and you want to to pray, but you physically or emotionally can't, using a ready-made resource is a way where someone else has created that prayer for you, and you can begin to step into that. And there's real power, especially in Scripture. So like praying through the Psalms, um, which Alana actually has a series called Praying Through the Psalms that's on our YouTube channel. Um, So you can... Pray, you know, basically listen to those prayers through the Psalms or just open your Bible to the Psalms and just read through that, whether it's out loud or in your mind, and just prayerfully read through some of the Psalms. And when you're in a dark place, I think some of the Psalms kind of validate some of those emotions as you read that, you know, some of David's darkest times are documented in Scripture. And you can kind of feel like, wow, someone else felt this way and is just crying out to God. And I think there can be power in that or maybe just psalms of praise. Um, So if you can't generate prayers, find a resource, whether it's ours or someone else's or just opening your Bible where there are written prayers or, or things that you can listen to or participate in that don't have to be conjured up in your own words. Right. I would say in addition to that, you could even write your own prayers when you are having a good day. You know, you can write out the prayer that you would want someone to pray for you in your bad day because I think we we have been there where, yeah, you're just in this funk and you can't even start a prayer for yourself. So kind of going off of what Jamie said, when you're having a decent day, picture yourself on your worst day and write a prayer for that person. And like, like Jamie already mentioned, even if that's all you're able to do, that is a great first step. And I would also second the Psalms. There's no way that you can read the Psalms and come away saying, yeah, everybody who loves God is totally emotionally stable and never has, you know, a roller coaster of emotions. Because <laughs> basically any human emotion that anyone ever experiences is there in the Psalms, which I think gives us tremendous freedom to express our frustrations, our anger, our depression to the Lord. It does. And I just think that, I think that's kind of a lie. We've talked about this, that there is kind of a lie in some Christian circles that you have to be happy all the time or you have to put on a happy face. And if you don't have dark days or if you do have dark days, then you're not a good enough Christian or you're not strong enough or you're not praying enough or you're not reading your Bible enough. And, and that is absolutely not the case. So, you know, God is there though. And, and I just think of, you know, God is close to the brokenhearted and, um, I heard someone 
I think it might have been Beth Moore. I don't remember. There was a Bible study I was doing where someone said that um, it's kind of like in your house when you have a sick child. Like, yeah, you're with your kids. All of your children are in your house and you're, you're available for all of your kids and you're always there. You're spending time with them. But when there's a sick child, their room is the place you're going to be a lot because they need you and because you're there. And, you know, obviously God is everywhere, but that picture of nearness to the brokenhearted, to those that are weak and suffering and, and you know, depressed or down, um, totally, that, that picture helps me sometimes. Even when you can't feel emotionally that God is with you, He's there. And, and just knowing that He is there can be maybe helpful. Mm-hmm. For sure. Another thing that can be helpful, for example, we went through a season several years ago where we left the church we were at. It wasn't quite a church split, but it was, you know, it was a really hard time for us, for our family. We kind of lost a lot in terms of support network and, and friendships. And I remember just lying in bed. So I was kind of like you and you like didn't want to get up and just listening to music. And there was one song, it was Deliver Me by Sailor, that I would just kind of loop on YouTube over and over and over. And really, for like a good month, that was kind of the extent of my devotional life. And I think we need to be gentle with ourselves. That sometimes that's okay. Now, sometimes we do need to just say, you know, hey, Alana, get yourself out of bed, do your stuff, worship the Lord, and get moving. You know, like I don't think that we're made to just totally succumb every time we don't really feel like doing stuff. But sometimes we just genuinely and literally can't function as well as you want to. And music can be a really good way to connect with the Lord. I think so too. Just praise in general. Um, If music isn't your thing, you can, um, and you're able, you know, you could, um, my mother-in-law talks about like the A to Z praises and Thanksgiving where you just kind of start with the alphabet as a prompt and, you know, you don't have to think a whole lot. You just think, okay, A, what's an attribute of God? God is awesome. God is amazing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, kind of go through and I just, yeah, whether it's in song or just with your words or just even saying a prayer to God, God, you are good. God, you are sovereign, whatever things that, that come to your mind, um, and giving thanks, you know, gratitude is an amazing way. And I know, you know, gratitude journals and especially, you know, around the holidays, it's, it's a very popular topic, but there's power in gratitude. There changes Mm -hmm. in the brain when you give thanks and, and it can chemically launch you into a, a feeling of, of more energy and, you know, things like that. And I believe spiritually, I believe there are spiritual things that take place when, when we praise and give thanks. Absolutely. And sometimes there's also just the physical. Mm-hmm. And so that's coming out to what we sort of gave as our caveat at the beginning. You know, I would say, yeah, if this is persisting, Anita, for weeks where you're just even having a hard time getting out of bed, I'm absolutely not qualified to get any sort of diagnosis, but to me it seems like at least something that maybe could be brought up to a doctor or somebody with experience in diagnosing depression or things like that. You know, like I said, I'm not about to try to venture a diagnosis on my own, but it does seem like it might be a good step to pursue without any kind of shame. You know, if I get 
um, well, maybe not the flu because I don't think they have great medicine for flu. If I get struck throat, I'm not going to feel ashamed for taking myself down to the clinic and asking for some antibiotics that are going to make me feel better in like 24 hours. <laughs> you know, I feel like we should treat mental things in the same way. You know, sometimes it's just spiritual. Sometimes it's just bootstrap Christianity where, you know, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get moving. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's, um, I know for me, I am prone to depression and whether or not I stay on top of my vitamins makes a night and day difference. So all of these things are interconnected. You know, our spiritual health is connected to our physical health, which impacts our mental health. And so sometimes we need to be looking at it from these other ven venues, not just the spiritual. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that physical realm can be simply dietary. You know, you mentioned your vitamins or it could be, um, you know, exercise related, maybe incorporating walking with prayer can maybe just get things going. Um, um, but going back to the... I can't pray. If you are in that place where you absolutely can't pray, one other thing that I, I remember in the last year, I've, I've just been in this place where I could not pray or really see clearly to pray or know what to pray for. And I just grabbed my husband and I said, will you please pray over me? And it, it could be a spouse, it could be a friend or a pastor or counselor, Christian counselor, whatever. But just to get someone else to physically lay hands on you and pray for you, um, there's power in that. I physically felt a, a shift and a transformation bringing me up out of a dark place when my husband prayed for me, you know, at that moment, just with his hand on me, you know, and I, there's something powerful about that. So um, not to be afraid to reach out and, and let others know your struggle, people that you're able to see and touch in person. Um, but also to know that people like us that you can't see and touch in person are praying for you and, and lifting you up. And sometimes these are things that are better to do when you're not in your lowest point. And so, you know, as someone who has trouble with depression, you know, when you're at the lowest, you don't know how to ask for help or you don't know that you need to ask for help. And so going to someone and just even saying, hey, you know, this is sometimes a struggle of mine. If I get really bad, I'm not even going to know how to tell you how bad it is. Right. And so even if it's just kind of a, you're having a good day, you call up a friend and you say, yeah, I've been in the past. I've had this struggle. I might get there again. Sometimes even like having a code word. Right. <laughs> you know, like, Jamie, I'm having a, I don't know what you didn't call it. I'm having a coffee break. <laughs> you know, it's something that. Because when you're in the midst of it, it is super, super hard to just even say the words, I am feeling really low, or I am having a very big problem. Um, for example, you know, if anybody is at all suicidal, when you're at the worst of it, it's going to be even harder to say, you know, I'm having a struggle. So being able to talk about a struggle when you're at a slightly better place can, can help. Um, I know we're getting into now like, just some really, really deep and heavy topics. And so I, I certainly want to encourage anybody listening that if you need to just pursue further counseling, medical help, pastoral care, these are heavy things that nobody should at all try to walk through alone. And sometimes 
getting to the point where you can mention it when you're feeling a little better is that so for example past several years i have had struggles with depression and could kind of recognize it but here was my thing i would be at the low point and i would say you know i would be at the point where i couldn't ask for help and then i'd get better and i'd be like oh okay well i'm glad that's over and finally that cycle went through enough times that during one of the times when i was feeling a little bit better and it was able to talk about it you know i brought it up to my husband i brought it up to our family doctor so just because you might be feeling better one day, that's actually probably a really good time to talk to someone about it, knowing that when you're at your lowest, it's going to be even harder. So yes, take that first step for sure. Anything else you wanted to add, Jamie? No, I just, th I feel like this is a good time. We were going to pray at the very end, but I feel like maybe this would be a good time to pray for Anita um, on the air. Do you want to do that or do you want me to? I'll go ahead and do that. Okay, yeah. God, again, we just thank you for Anita. We thank you for her support and encouragement and that she's just been a long time listener of the show and a friend and encouragement to us. I just pray that she would feel your love today and that any spiritual or physical or mental or psychological darkness, you would just be lifting that up. If there is something that she can be doing to just kind of alleviate or lessen these dark days, I just ask that you would show those things to her just through your holy spirit whatever it might be whether it's nutritional medical spiritual any you're you're the great physician you know exactly what it is that she might be needing that and i just pray for anybody listening with struggles with depression or anything like that god i just pray that people would have the clarity to ask for help and that they would be met with just an outpouring of your grace as you just shower them with the resources they need to be well. Amen. Well, we have actually added a segment to our Coffee Break um, episodes, and we would like to take this opportunity to give you time to pray along with us um, for the unsaved people in your life. And, you know, Alana and I would like to encourage you to narrow it down, to prayerfully go to God and, and narrow it down to three to five people that you feel God calling you to pray for. And the three to five people might come right up immediately, or you might not have any idea, or maybe you go into it prayerfully and God brings totally different people to mind to, to pray faithfully during this time in the podcast. So however that goes, um, we're going to lead you in a written prayer. And if you enjoy these prayers, we actually have um, a series of prayers for the unsaved. It's 30 days of prayer for the unsaved that you can actually sign up to receive in your inbox if you want to pray these prayers more than just when we're praying them on the podcast. And so you can go to prayingchristianwomen.com slash unsaved to sign up for that. And um, we're excited about this. Alana and I um, have committed to each other to be praying for unsaved people in our lives. And, and this is a time where we can bring you into that as well and, and join together. So I'm going to read this written prayer and you all can pray along with me and just fill in the blanks. <laughs> Lord, thank you for saving me when I was still dead in my sins. I confess how worthy I am of your forgiveness and grace. I confess that without you, there would be nothing good residing in me. My friend needs you today, Lord. They need to know that you are all merciful and all forgiving. My friend can't be saved apart from your grace. You're their only hope, their only source of forgiveness. 
Show yourself to my friend today, Father. Show them how merciful you are, how willing and ready you are to forgive. On their own, my friend can never come to you. But because of your love, Father, the same love that reached out to save me when I was dead in my sins, I'm asking you to allow my friend to come to you for salvation and forgiveness. Call them to your side. Show them the power of your salvation, for you are the God who saves. Amen. Amen. So again, if you want to keep getting prayers like that in your email, it's prayingchristianwomen.com slash unsaved for a chance to have your questions on the air in one of our future Coffee Break episodes. You can submit those at prayingchristianwomen.com slash questions. And we just want to thank you so much for joining us today. And we will talk with you guys next time. 